Fuck camels. This is the emergency broadcast system. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. Citizens are advised to take the following steps. If exposed, Broadcasting live from a red microphone high atop the pulpit rock. I am Jamal here with new co-host Lindsay. We can finally Ooh. announce her. Uh, Lindsay. Yeah, good job. Like five seconds of silence. It was beautiful. F- fuck a true five seconds. Monty uh, just just fuck around for you know, minutes. He wasn't here to hype you guys up on that one. <laughs> like, I'm like, will you please stop? Mm. We should give Lindsay the honor of doing our uh, end cap line, which is <laughs> our sign off for all of us. We'll just let her decide what it is. It's got to be better than what Monty does. No, Monty's busy. Uh, well, usually by then his tongue is so relaxed from all the alcohol. It's fucking slurring. Like, uh, like, fuck, bud. This is be uh, Lindsay's one and only time appearing on the show. We had her on once oh, before, yes. but it, her her quality was so awful. We just deleted the episode. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's what it was. But we gave you some practice, and uh, you sound uh, tolerable now. So, oh, that's good. That's Such good. a fucker. <laughs> I don't have Monty here. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, uh, <laughs> double hostility. Just remember, you're you're attacking a child right now. Don't you don't you throw children into this right now? All right. <laughs> I hope you're wearing a wool sweater over that baby so he can't hear what we're going to talk about. I uh, I legit have a a wool sweater on good. right now. I right, do not. I feel, I feel freezing better cold about in that. this house. Is it uh, 60 there like your other oh, one? Oh, Jesus Christ. We're, we have woman on one it's, time on the show and we're talking temperature. No, it is. <laughs> my parents keep this house at 50 degrees. They are keeping it warmer now for me. It is currently 70 in this room. So if people oh don't know, God. Lindsay had a baby out of wedlock and now she, <laughs> has, to, she has to stay at her parents' house while they go look She's for in the, the basement. Da- yeah. While they go look for the dad. We don't know who it is you yet. Fuck you but, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you're moving out to Georgia where the poverty line's a little lower there. So uh, I'll fit right in. Get, just, uh, welfare lines are a lot shorter because there's a lot more. <laughs> we, uh, we have a, a woman with a baby living in her parents' basement. We need Patreon money, people. I was like, Patreon <laughs> people, hook us up. Did <laughs> uh, you guys ever... Did you guys ever watch that Family Guy episode with Meg where she brings Stewie into work to like try to get a job at that pancake house? No. And then, uh, oh, it's so good. It's like she uh, she brings Stewie with her because she's looking for a job and they won't give her a job. And then she brings like they she goes out the door and they see that she's got Stewie with her. So then they're like, oh, is that your baby? She's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll go ahead and hire you. And so she's like trying to make more money by telling customers that she's got a crack baby and stuff. <laughs> That's what this is making me think. Uh, speaking of crack babies, we don't want to hear about your personal experience about crack babies. But <laughs> speaking of crack babies, we did have an episode on an unruly five-year-old which, on our Patreon, which was gold. And I, I, I always forget, Devin. Mm. How much is Patreon? It's like a dollar a, a month. A dollar an episode? At the minimum. No, just a dollar oh, a month. A month? Like, That's it? For that gold? I don't mean, even think you can buy anything for less than a dollar now. Can you? Uh, Patreon not keeping up with inflation. That's how easy it is to subscribe <laughs> yes. to Phantom yeah. Facts Society. Phantom Facts Society on Patreon. Give it a give it a click. We got uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, treasure story for you today. Mm. Mm-hmm. A little treasure. I episode. like treasure stories. Right? They always get me hyped up. I'm like, I right, I'm gonna go look for this shit. Like when you guys did about the treasure. Up in the Colorado Mountains. Oh, the Reynolds. The Reynolds uh, game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was I like, like man, episode. I could genuinely go out there and, like, start looking. Yeah, you I were less than you 20 miles that. from that. Right. Devin would make it at the base of the Where camp. Where was that? No, that was a little bit further, right? <laughs> it's it, a little bit farther down from us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because you're two hours away, not an hour away. I remember right. that now. Yeah, so. Depends on who's driving. <laughs> Shout I was in a Ford Taurus. I couldn't drive that fast. <laughs> uh, this episode, though, is a Copper Scroll. The, the Copper Scroll 
treasure. Have you guys ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of the Copper Scroll? No. No. All right. I know how copper wire was invented. Uh, I'll I'll pause for that information because I'm curious. <laughs> Two lawyers fighting over a penny. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> I was genuinely interested. You son of a bitch! God. I'll add in the drum sound effect after that because I wasn't even expecting it, but it was well done. I was waiting for it. It was it was well done. Uh, copper scroll. So this is you've heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, right. That's where they found the old texts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, religious stuff. Right. They found all the old. Well, that's what they. That's all they talked about. But they found mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff. Okay. So uh, if you cycle through your show notes, um, there's a couple of pictures, and they're, and they're not necessarily in order. And I apologize for that because I didn't. Uh, but I want to give you an idea of what uh, what this area looks like. It is the first Bing link. And if you uh, if you're listening to this at home, you can see all these show notes right there, and you can click on them too. You guys see that the first Bing link? Um, cave three. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yep, right. cave three, the very first, the very right. first Bing one. So this little area is an uh, it's about uh, thirty miles away from a city called Qumran. Qumran, right now, Qumran. We'll get to that place, but. In the uh, in the fi- in the forties, there was a shepherd boy out here. You see how that sort of little plateau of land right there, mm-hmm. and uh, like the green. Yep, by the green and all that area. So he was uh, he was trying to get I don't know like coyotes away or something, and he was slinging rocks with his sling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he slung it into cave one and two and heard a and heard a shatter noise. So he climbed up in there. And that's where he found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, Dead Sea, you know, a lot, everyone else, Dead Sea Scrolls are. Uh, you know, so that was, you know, that's all we ever heard about it. But those archaeologists started going into all of these caves. Now, Cave 3. Now, Cave 3 is like 60 feet up on that cliff right there. And it's amazing how shit just gets lost it, uh, to time. You have no idea. This is, this, Story is crazy. So they, Cave Three, they go in and they find a bunch of like text similar to what they found in Cave One and Two, right? Okay. So they walk away, blah blah blah. They start searching other caves, and then they go back to Cave Three and they see that the edge of the cave isn't the edge of the cave; that the roof had collapsed. So they, uh-huh. yeah. So they take out the roof debris, and uh, they find these two copper scrolls. Now, everything else was written in, uh, I don't think it was papyrus. It was like leather skin. All those documents written. Uh, um, like Yeah, they're still pretty fragile and messed up. But yeah. yeah, they've translated a good amount of them. These were in copper. There was two pieces. And, what uh, are the pictures of them? Uh, if, you type, if you go to the first link, the copper scrolls, the Wikipedia. Okay. The Wikipedia one? Yep, you yeah. can see pictures of them. It's oh, like a cool! Slap, right? Yeah, they're not green. Do they clean them or something? So these are a replica of them. They are okay. very green, but okay. they said that's what that's what preserved them. It's just like Statue of Liberty. The, ox- right, the oxidization, the yeah, 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 seals it in. So anyway, but they couldn't open them either. So okay. The the two rolls. So they had to. Uh, they waited a few years. They s- sent it up to England, and they cut up. They they're circular, and so they took like a Dremel tool and cut them. And then they became like 20, I forget, like 27 long strips or something like that. And the original, the original thing was riveted together. So it was originally one roll. It was about a foot in width and eight feet long. Damn. With four different authors, four different authors, all chiseled with a hammer and chisel. And, uh, they said that there was some like airs on it because, uh, obviously, these scribes weren't trained in chiseling these types of documents, right? So they did find like little little errors or like words that aren't completely finished. But they just showed how hard it was. I watched this one program where these guys had to chisel it in, and they timed how long it took. And it's, I mean, it's pretty extensive, you know, to have to chisel all that in with a sharp point and do all the loops and the curves and all that. So it's amazing that they 
anyway, so they pres- this is pres- well preserved. They open it up. They don't know how to translate it because so all the Old Testament stuff they found in the first they cave. They found these in the 50s. Yes. Yes. Holy crap. We're just now finding Oh, wow. Yes. Well, there's a reason for that, right? Okay. <laughs> so the how it's written in Hebrew is it's not narrative like the Bible. You know, the Bible's written like with a narration. Right. This isn't a narration. These are instructions. These they're instructions to 60 uh 63 spots that contain gold and silver buried or hidden. 63? 63 spots. Wow. Any of them in the U.S.? Probably not. <laughs> Say, no, no. All, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one really knows where it is. Like, like some people believe it's this area. Some people believe it's this area. But tomorrow. Oh, go ahead. I'm just seeing this. Tomorrow is the, what is this, 70 year anniversary of them finding this, actually. Oh, really? That's, oh, yeah. that's why I did this story. Right. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> that's perfect. That was perfect timing. <laughs> We'll uh, hashtag all our Jewish friends on this episode. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Be sure to listen to the Patreon. Uh, hashtag, right hashtag Harvey Weinstein. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too soon. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> they find these scrolls. They open them up, and they see their instructions to treasures. But they don't know what. They don't know There's what. no reference to, like, anywhere. Just. Well, there is. There is, but. Okay. To, to understand sort of what type of treasure is believed to uh, these uh, documents hold, you have to go. Have you guys ever heard of Solomon's Temple? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Solomon's Temple. Let me see. There's a, a link here. Yeah, you got it. Uh, How much did Solomon's Temple cost? Yes. Yeah. The next link over is a picture of the copper scrolls, how they actually found them. Uh, oh, I saw picture. But yeah, no. So Solomon's Temple, according to what was written in the uh, biblical references, contained. So it said uh, it says a hundred thousand talents of gold. Now, guess how much a talent weighs? And there's some debate on this, but I'll give the low number. One talent equals seventy five pounds of gold. Damn. So, according to uh, this reference, they used 100,000 talents of gold, over 1 million talents of silver, and then quantities of bronze and iron. Three thousand, And then, on top of that, there was th- uh, an additional 3,000 talents of gold and an additional seven. 7- Overall, they were talking about close to $22 trillion. $22 trillion. In today's money? In today's money. That is insane. Damn. I apologize. That was just been the silver. So it had been two hundred and sixteen trillion six hundred and three million five hundred and seventy six thousand total worth, just in the gold and silver, not including the cedar, not including the bronze, ivory, or uh, iron used in the building of it. Wow! Do you think a treasure that big would have been found though? Well, they're not saying all of this was found there. What they're uh, saying, so you have to go back to the people that worked at these temples. They weren't of a specific uh they didn't they weren't allowed to own any land in the entire country. So they only got to work in temples. And uh they and it was one family line. So the temple wasn't just like a place for religious worship. It was also the nation's treasury. So anytime the nation needed to fund something, it would go through the temple funds. Also, uh, that's why you always had to get God's support for whatever you did, you know, These were, to access I, that money. If I remember right, the people that wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, weren't they the rebels against the Romans? Yes, yes, yes. The But, see, there was a belief that these were the guys that writ, wrote uh, the Copper Scrolls. But they think okay. that it goes back further to like 300 years before that. Because it has to coincide with the city Quram. And that's what is really interesting about this. Because the Quram, the city of Quram, I've got some pictures of it on the Bing. To give you an idea from where it is from, uh, there's a maps right there, the, the second link. Right, right. I saw where it yep. was. Yep. All right. And so then, now Quram, if you look in here, 
the side-by-side, Jerusalem at the time of Jeremiah, and then on the left-hand side, Kuram's map. So the story behind how Kuram was built was that when the original line of priests that worked at these temples were pushed out by the Greeks, and the Greeks installed their own priestly line to control that, because, of course, they needed to be in control of the treasury, that when this happened... This original tribe. The Estinas. Yes, there you go. They fled to Qumran and they built this city to replicate Jerusalem on a smaller scale. Right. And these, and Qumran's been all excavated and everything. So this is like the side by side. So, uh, and the belief is, is because they expected to go back into power, back to Jerusalem, so they could continue on with their traditions and a miniature version of what they had in Jerusalem. So, now, we talked about how, like, there's, you know, like, reports the Ark Covenant was never found or anything like that. Uh, in the Copper Scrolls, it talks about the type of treasures that are buried throughout these 63 sites. In, uh, in contents of Wikipedia, this is just like, sort of, this is like the key of how it works. It always says a place, then it gives a specific structure, and then it gives measurements, and then what you can expect to find when you dig it 12 feet down are the instructions. So like in this one, in the ruin that is in the Valley of Accor, under the steps, with the entrance at the east, a distance of 40 cubics, a strong Mm. box of silver and its vessels with a weight of 17 talents. And then it's finalized by a term in Greek. Ken. So this gives it the idea that it's around that Maccabean time um, that you were talking about, Devin. Okay. So... Uh, now there's 64 different instructions of where to go. And there's been this one place called the Copper Scrolls Project where he mapped them all out, uh, all within the vicinity of the city of Qumran. And they all end up being in a straight line pointing towards the, you know, the mother load where they believe the Ark of the Covenant is built. Now they believe that all of these things were are there because of who lived in the city of Qumran. When these uh, Levites that were forced out of temple service, they believed that when they were forced out, they took the temple's treasures with them, at least as much as they could haul. And you see how long of a journey that would be from Jerusalem to where they had to move to. It's right. over 65 miles, and it's mostly all mountains. Yeah parked up right next to the Red Sea. So they would probably only take the certain essentials that were tied to their heritage. So you'd have the Ark of Covenant, you'd have a breastplate, and then as much gold as you could probably haul. And you go over how much gold and silver is accounted in these copper scrolls, and it equals over $3 billion in today's money, if you go off of the amounts that are written in there. Now, like, I read that first clue, right? The uh, Valley of Accor, what was it? The Valley of Accor, under the steps, with the entrance at the east, a distance of 40 cubits. Now, if you go to that map, the side-by-side map of uh, Qumran, or no, or no, you go two down, and it's just a picture of Qumran. The city is not situated on a north, south, east, west, perfect line. So it's sort of tilted to the right. But there is one road that goes perfectly east, and it measures out to be 39.98 cubics. Anyway, you think they dig up for it, right? Yeah. So this Copper Leaf Project, he sits out there, and uh, he asks permission to dig. And uh, once it gets up to the heads of state, everything goes quiet. They don't get any permission. So he finds a uh, politician. And I guess in Israel, uh, certain politicians are immune from law. In, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. But anyway, what it meant was he could run a metal detector over the ruins of Qumran when the head archaeologist of the Copper Scroll Project couldn't. So the politician went out there and did that, and the guy showed off his results. Uh, and it, it's just massive amounts of non-ferrous metals being shot back at the uh, metal detector. It's all mapped. Uh, it's like a $50,000 metal detector that shoots 50 feet down into the ground. Damn. Yeah. So they got uh, tons of hits. 
And he said, now to this day, Israel guards Qumran like it's Fort Knox. It's, you can't get in and out of that town. You have to get permission mm-hmm. from the government, but they won't allow them to, they won't allow them to dig at all. Huh. And the reason is, is because Qumran sits on what's considered disputed territory between the border of Israel and Jordan, the country of mm-hmm. Jordan. So if any type of treasure was found there, it would also go into a dispute claim. Mm. With Jordan. Yeah, with Jordan. Jordan is the one that houses the original Copper Scrolls. It's in their exhibit. Oh, okay. They claim ownership to it. So that would probably be what would happen if any type of treasure was found. A war breakout between them two for shav. When you're talking money like that. $3 billion? Yeah. No, I mean... It could have all. There's belief that it was all dug up to uh, to finance the rebuilding of Jerusalem after um, after it fell to Rome. Right. If you're having a hard time like wrapping your head around how much gold this is, when Rome came in, and there's Josephus, he's a historian from that time. So when Rome came in and destroyed Jerusalem, they accidentally burnt the temple. They wanted to preserve it so they could raid it, you know, because it had a lot of gold in it. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> uh, they burnt it down. And the, and the reason <laughs> why there's no remnants of the temple left besides the foundation wall is because the belief is, is that all that gold and silver melted and they tore apart everything to be able to get every last scrap of, uh, gold and silver that had melted during the fires. There was so much gold. It wouldn't fl- be enough to melt it. There though, was right? so, well, that's, they say that's sort of like, uh, uh, th- that's in debate because Josephus himself never says that. What Josephus says is that so much gold flooded the market that it dropped Syria's market of gold oh. by half. Gotcha. Well, that would, would, that would happen because, Back in those days, the only way you could increase, you know, the only time they had inflation was if they mined it. So, like, during the gold rush, the 49ers, mm-hmm. they mined so much gold that actually did create inflation in the United States because they produced so much of it. That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, same thing with uh, silver in Colorado. Mm-hmm. There's so much silver in Colorado, they just stopped it. There's still, like, reserves on the ground, too. Yeah, I did a bunch of electrical work all around those mines that are all barbed wired off by the government <laughs> for a, for a needy time anyway strategic reserve that's the uh, yes. <laughs> uh that's the uh that's the story of the copper scrolls well that's actually very interesting it is very interesting they said the archaeologists only dig down to the base of the first evidence of structure and they won't dig any further why so, uh because it's against archaeological code they can't dig before they, they're not looking for hidden treasure. They're archaeologists. Well. <laughs> Why do they keep digging after they found the Catholic Church on top of those fucking pyramids? <laughs> 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 well, Catholics will dig for anything, but there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They there there is a statement in the Copper Scrolls that there's another scroll. You know, I said there's 64 locations, but only 63 contain treasure. The 64th location is supposed to be a key. And what they said is interesting is that it's written out exactly like a temple inventory would be written out. And the reason you can say that is because they have all records of all these different temples in Greece and how they were recorded. And it Mm. matches one identically in Malta. Wow. Like as far as style and all that. Hmm. And how it's like categorized. So it's sort of, sort of, it's just all sorts of weird stuff. No one's, and, uh, it's, been, I mean, it's been around since, what, 52? Yeah. Yeah. 70, 70 years. 70 year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's really cool. Uh, Copper Squirrels. Yeah. So I like it. Went down that wormhole the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we don't have a drink of the week. Thanks, Monty. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I could, I could honestly just give you my drink of the week. Oh, okay. Just a sec. Just a sec. 
Lindsay's drink of the day. See, I'm already slurring my words. I already fucked up. This oh, point, I should, I should probably stop it right there. What's the drink of the week? <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> trying to work my way. You are going to be so unexcited about this drink of the week. Ooh. This week, for Lindsay's nice sober drink of the week, okay. it is polar. 100% natural, cranberry lime, seltzer, calorie-free water. I've, I've regretted this decision immediately. <laughs> I thought you were just going to make up some fake booze. You're already living oh, in your parents' sorry. basement. You might as well be slamming some locos. Uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Party baby. <laughs> um, I, I was telling Devin I is wanted to make a, a good Bloody Mary. It's, it's actually really good. Like, I'm kind of really into the LaCroix. Uh, this has some really good flavor, actually. I would totally recommend this for... May was saying that the... Vodka. Uh, May was saying the new Mountain Dew uh, alcoholic drinks are pretty good. He says it tastes just like fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew, he said. So I don't know, yeah, how, yeah, good, yeah. I don't know how good that is. Ugh, that <laughs> <sounds> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> he said he can't taste the alcohol in it. Uh, he would be one to drink it, too. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Uh, shout out to just... uh, Massacre <laughs> yeah. over there. Wall Street what? Journal. Did you guys see this? This has been all over the news. Endurance. The Ernest Shackleton lost ship. Do you guys remember the the story about this? Mm-mm. So this ship, Ernest Shackleton's lost ship. Yeah, this this ship leaves in 1914, right before World War One starts, right? And he's going to explore Antarctica, you know, because British were always doing that type of fun stuff back then. And uh, he got the ship stuck in a bunch of ice, and this mm-hmm. motherfucker not only saved all of his crew. But uh, they, have, what what island did they end up going to? Some weird island with no inhabitants. He left the most of his crew there, made himself a boat worthy of sea, sealed it with seal's blood, Ugh. and then sailed to get help, and then brought back people to rescue his rest of his crew. That is wild. <laughs> that almost sounds like a story worthy of its own show. 800 miles he had to go. They found yeah. it. They found it. And you can see pictures of this thing. Uh, there's yeah. a whole video of it, too. And it's in, like, perfect condition. I don't know if you see the yeah, video it looks, there. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah. It just sank from once the ice melted or what? That's that's what it appears. It's 10,000 feet down at the bottom of the sea. Perfectly sitting there. <laughs> After 107 years. Um Anyway, yeah, we'll, we should do a show on him. Uh, I like this uh, little quote that it has in here. It says, uh, he was called the boss by his colleagues. In lower latitudes, he drank and dallied and made mistakes like the rest of us. That, of course, is why we love him. <laughs> so you're you subscribed to the Wall Street Journal, huh? I am not. I can only see like the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> she played it off like a champ. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it wants me to sign in or something. I'm like, yeah, it's not happening once you're I'm just going to watch a little video. Oh, we got a good news story of the week here. God damn it. Who's at the front door? Who is it? Well, hey, man. Why do you look so long? It looks like you could use some good news. See? See? Do you feel better now? <laughs> it's the good news segment of the week. Brought to you by Rob Jackson's Sticky Green. Good news of the week. Escaped petting zoo camel attacks and kills two men in Tennessee. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> Why is this good news? Ah, why would you share this? Say- <laughs> <laughs> because a camel killed people? <laughs> like, legit. What happened? But he escaped from the petting zoo where he could have killed two kids. He just killed two men instead. Wow, man hate immediately. Well, (laughs) at least he he only killed two men. This uh, petting zoo wasn't known for being really good to animals. Oh, not Shirley Farms? So, yeah. So, like, there was only, like, one person there, cashier, taking people's money and then couldn't really even see the animals or anything. And then, uh, just starving yeah. them, waiting for well, kids. Well, the zebra, <laughs> the zebra, and the two camels didn't even have water to drink. They just had like a poorly run, like muddy kind of creek thing that ran through their fucking little enclosure. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was pretty bad shape. But when the police arrived, two uh, men were down, and so they were trying to like distract. The, and the camels straight up attacked a squad car, and then it actually was about to attack some more officers. So they ended up fucking shooting it. Yeah. Camels are no joke. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, dude, stomp two dudes to death. 
Like, hey, Junior, nice you want to go to the petting zoo? Yeah. Hey, you want to pet a camel? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever seen camels be nice to people? Uh, no. I rode a camel when I was little. Yeah? I it was either that or an elephant, and the elephant yeah. looked way too big. So I well, said yes to the camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was. I always think. Was that? Uh, what was that thing that would run Saturdays during the summer on TV when no one was watching? It was like World's Dangerous Animals. I mean, I oh, remember I that. Remember oh that. yeah, you know, when animals we, attack. You, when animals attack. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not. It's sad. Uh, oh, it is sad. I, it doesn't really give any like details of, of like, how the camel killed the person, how old the guys were, oh, okay. if they were dads there, and like the story just kind of just meh. I'm like, nice reporting. Uh, this was oh, in, here uh, it, it, it does say, actually. It says, um, researchers reported a sim- – oh, it's a similar case where a 25-year-old man was attacked by a camel under his care. Yeah, it bit him on the face. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Face and neck. And neck, resulting – yeah. Left and then eye, left eye. Vi- evisceration and facial nerve injury. I'm sort of curious. Uh, Whenever he walks around with a patch now. <laughs> He's got like some cool scar. What happened like, to you, yeah. mate? A camel got me. Uh, he'll probably use the stolen valor, motherfucker. He's like, oh, wow. Can I use? Wouldn't you rather say you were in the war than admit you got eaten by a camel? Oh, camel bit me on the face. <laughs> yeah, doesn't uh, ring. Doesn't ring so nice. I'm gonna look at ca- camel bite pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if a camel bites you? People ask. Uh, camel bites can cause serious puncture wounds and laceration. Deep body structures can be severely injured despite superficial appearance of the wound. Facial bone fractures, skull. Would they go for the head right away? Camel's got us so. figured out, huh? Like you bite the head. I guess, they- <laughs> I guess Schwarzenegger had it right in that, you know, in his movie. Conan. Oh, yeah. He legit actually punches a camel in that movie. Oh, does he? Oh, so I just Googled camel bites and it says the mechanism of camel bite injuries are complex and include penetrating and crushing injuries by the camel jaw and blunt injuries when victims are picked up lifted and thrown by the camel resulting in fractures and severe lacerations of skin muscle tendons and nerves this one's bad fuck camels (laughs) (laughs) that's a great good news segment good news everybody Good news. <laughs> Florida man. Arre- did you see yeah. this this video? Florida man arrested for stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trousers. So this guy came in here with the plan to steal this. I don't know if you watched the video, but this guy goes into an aisle all by himself with a crutch in his hand. Then he proceeds <laughs> to stuff this thing down his sweatpants and under his hoodie. Yeah, straight Put up it on the pants. side where the crutch is. And it's, gee, I, I was sort of impressed. By the amount of thought that went into, you know, I thought this was just sort of a man's desperate. <laughs> he does it so quick too. It's pretty quick timing. Yeah, if you get a chance yeah. to look at the video, uh, oh, show notes. and he's on a crutch. What are you gonna, do? Yeah. You gonna chase what after gonna a man do? on a crutch? You can tell he's totally packing something extra down there. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, I'm not gonna let that go, guy. Uh-uh. <laughs> like the fuck? No, he got out of the store with it. Did he really? Yes. Yeah. They had to track him down. Probably took it to a pawn shop. 46-year-old man. Uh, 46. Wow. <laughs> Leave it to Don't Florida. You usually Leave. lock that stuff up? Like on a... Yeah. Usually yeah. you just can't grab a crossbow and walk out. You know, they're usually behind the counter or something. <laughs> oh, just had to use the restroom. I'm just thinking about like when I walk through Shields. Uh, what do you steal when you're at Shields? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. She's walking around scoping, of- scoping the place out. <laughs> just like, where would I have a good spent place? so much time in the archery section at Shields because my husband hunts bow. No, nope, no, nope, you can't and say so you're I'm always just sitting there Damn looking it. at the crossbows. They look like fun. Uh, Japanese yep. stone imprisoning evil fox demon <laughs> splits after a thousand years. Uh, another end of time story. So. So uh, the same because the rock split that the uh, evil fox demon. Now is science loose. has gotten in the way, saying that perhaps the rain had weathered into the cracks and split the rock by that way. But everyone knows that the evil fox demon, and this thing is this thing's got nine tails. All right, 
lives uh, some hundred miles north of Tokyo, right? That's where he's been imprisoned for uh, a thousand years. But he took down the dino. So, oh, it's a she. Excuse me. She uh, transforms into a lovely geisha and then uh, destroys empires, pretty much. That's what she does. So kind of like a succubus in a way. Lures them in with, with beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh, uses her looks to seduce and influence men in powerful positions. And then it doesn't say how dying. big this stone is. I was trying to look. Uh, I bet you could Google a picture of it. Right? Well, I they- see the picture in the article. I just don't know. There's no scale. It'd be nice to have Rami, uh, to have uh, Monty try to tackle some of these names here. <laughs> but we'll give it to Hunter Lindsay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's like an old story, 1100 CE. Yeah. This, I mean, it goes, it's a chaotic fox demon, bro. And everything is going to hell. We found the red heifer. You'll have to listen to Patreon about that. Now we now got a fox demon. A- they have to find someone from the tribe of Levi, right? Yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. And they got to find someone from the tribe of Levi. So, like, uh, hey, uh, according to our records here, your ancestry goes all the way back to the tribe of Levi. Uh, I'm going to need you to kill this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a plumber in Jersey. He's going to end up being a vegan. Like, yes, I don't believe yeah, in yeah, animal yeah. cruelty. Yeah. And um, I don't, I'm not going to do that. His name is Susan, and it doesn't want us. I guess that Messiah is not coming. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's I don't know why I just too. made the vegan he's gay. I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I you did. know why you did it. You know That's why you did it. Majority of them are. Maybe. Uh, I think it's funny you use that same voice for me anytime you impersonate me talking. So I, I see how. I do it for my wife. I do it for everybody. Let's <laughs> go to. My, my go-to when you're acting gay you get the gay voice uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it said escape japanese fox succubus oh yeah yeah uh anyway so that's uh end times end times are upon us i talked to my uncle for four hours this weekend and i'm convinced of it now just <laughs> i love you ron he doesn't listen to the show i swear too much so we're good have you ever seen that <laughs> speaking of shitty prophecy movies or uh things Matt Damon, what is it? The Great Wall. Yeah. Did you ever oh, see that movie? The yes, with yeah. those fucking no. lizard things, whatever. It's like a terrible movie. You know why? Why? China paid for that one. Oh, did they? Yeah, that was a that was a China special. It's just I always think it's weird when I see Matt Damon playing like old timey like badassy people. It just doesn't work for me. Like that new movie he's in, um, the Duel, the Last Duel. Uh, Which is actually a good movie, but it's hard to picture him being like a French nobleman. You know what? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is better. And I think Matt Damon just has Agreed. a hard time accepting that. Agreed. For sure. Although there was that one that came out like two or three years ago um, that talks about like where they shrink those people. Like Matt Damon. Oh, gets yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget that, what that was, was interesting. Called. What was that movie yeah. called? It doesn't matter. Um, Matt Damon. <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to go having a woman on the show. We've talked about spritz. You're going to be okay. You're the. You're the you're, we talked about warm. spritz drinks. We've talked about Matt Damon. Uh, oh. We've. Uh, I, I think it's refreshing. I can't wait for Monty to get on here. Then the three of us can start talking about real life and like relationships, and you can just sit there <laughs> trying to move on to the next topic. I can. <laughs> I edit it all out. Oh, no, you don't. You no one wants you know to. This is. Just you might as well show you. people pictures of your kids on the podcast. All right, I mean, it's just it's horrible radio. No, stop. <laughs> people like relationship advice. Uh, I don't. I don't give good stuff on that. Nope. <laughs> well, obviously, you're living in a basement with your parents. Relationships, so she can <laughs> have a good story later. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great entertainment. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, good show. I think uh, what are we talking about next week, Devin? We're gonna do Joan of Arc. Oh. Yes. Oh. I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna look up for crazy conspiracy theories about her just to make you mad. <laughs> That's fine. Go for it. <laughs> I was actually pretty interested, like her story. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Pretty, I'm yeah, surprised I was like, you hey. threw that one out at me. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joan of Arc next week. Uh, Lindsay, you gotta come up with a sign off for everyone. Are you uh, do Monty's? <laughs> I, I was gonna quote the anchor man. 
Go fuck yourself, San Diego. No, stay fuck you, San Diego. I mean, Monty lives in San Diego, so it sort of applies. That is yeah, true. there you go. That's that's what you get, Monty. Uh, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Lives in El Cajon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was mounting a TV. That was the excuse this week. Was uh, he's mounting? That, that wouldn't even take me a that TV. long. <laughs> oh no! Yes, a pregnant woman could hang a TV. Uh, just finding the studs. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, man. I got one at home. Do you, oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna say, did you think he did the classic? You know, get the stud finder and be like, oh look. I found one. Oh, you know. You, like, you know, that was fucking. Beep, 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 I think you're beep, beep, obligated beep, beep, to do that every time you pick up a dad stud finder. That's a dad thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, yeah. Good show, guys. Yeah. Fuck you, Monty. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I need to drink coffee like you, I think, next time, Devin, because I'm losing I'm losing a lot of energy right it's now. It's amazing. <laughs> right. Well, sometimes you just, it just helps you. I'm like, I don't chug it. I just gives me enough around perky. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, like, you just sort of... I don't even remember sometimes what we talked about until I edit it. <laughs> You're like, okay, I blacked yeah, out. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I got the story, I'm, like, trying to figure out how... I did not know how to assemble this story without sounding like... I, th- I thought you did a decent job. Yeah, I like thought it was re- good. religious nut job, because you could we definitely like, go down that train. Well, when I was, like, halfway through the story, I was like, oh, I do remember hearing something about Copper Scrolls, like, on a documentary. But it was just briefly glazed over, you know? It wasn't nothing well, it'd be like that. It was, like, crazy, too, because, so, this, they, they want to build a third temple, which I didn't know. Uh, and it didn't have a lot of traction until, like, four years ago. And then when Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem... It gives the feeling that all of Jerusalem belongs to Israel, mm-hmm. which is, you know, but what's on top of the Temple Mount right now is the mosque that, right. who paid for it? Jordan paid for that to be gold-plated. That's gold-plated on top. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the rock that is where Muhammad ascended? Yes, yes. But the thing is, is like they're interviewing these guys that run this organization. The Temple Mound Institute is the organization that it's called. Mm. And uh, they're they're sort of like fanatical about it. And they've gotten uh, permission now to start building blueprints for the third temple. And they ask, well, what are you going to do about the mosque? He's like, we'll ship it back to them. <laughs> and, they, and they fight wars over this hill. Oh like, yeah. There's fights on this hill all the time between them. <laughs> Christians are just over by the corner praying. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I was gonna say laughing. Yeah. <laughs> He's already here, you idiot. <laughs> no, it was funny because they like, yeah, there was a lot of it was hard to s- s- sift through all the religious nut jobs on both sides to you get just to find out. Even some of these theories, like, and it's interesting because, like, I don't know, I don't know if they're just playing it off, like they don't want, they don't believe it, you know, they're like, ah, but it's impossible for anything to be there, blah blah, blah. or if they're just trying to buy time till they get rights to that area, you know, because they they guard that whole ruins, all military covering, you know, there's only a few entrances in and out of that place. I feel yeah. like it's just buying time. Like eventually, eventually something's going to happen there. Family Guy. And I got a notification just now that there was a new episode of Family Guy. (laughs) And I never watch Family Guy. My favorite is. You probably uh, should. Rick and Morty's my shit. I love that show. You know what is so great that I just started watching again? (laughs) Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Life. And when you started talking about the red haired heifer, I just thought of Heffa from Rocco's Modern Life. Well, you remember the South Park episode, Ginger Cow? No. Where Cartman paints a cow red to make fun of Kyle. And all of a sudden, the Jews show up. The Jews show up, and they're they're like the prophecy foretells that a fat kid will find the the chosen ginger cow in (laughs) in Colorado. And so they ship him out to Israel, and they have they have a party, and all the 
religions come together and there's like peace between the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews and they're all having this big party and they're like, we're so glad the prophecy said that the fat boy with the small penis would find the ginger cow. And Cartman's like, well, uh, nah, bro, I got, I got a huge dick. It's, it's impossible. You know, and then they all start fighting with each other again. <laughs> And, and I just was sitting there thinking, like, this is the most ridiculous scenario in my head. Like, you know, kudos to South Park for thinking of something. No, this is an actual thing. And you go on YouTube and you watch these these guys. They're just going all over these cows. It's <laughs> They bought all seven from this guy in Texas. You know, the guy was happy as a clam. <laughs> He's like, ah, it's chosen cow. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> No wonder they spend so much money in cattle show business. I had a friend in high school who showed cattle, and those cattle would sell for like easily two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, like a high school kid literally poked this cow like five times to show it. You want to sell it for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? It's insane. Mm -hmm. Well, especially for yeah breeding purposes. It's wild. I had uh, grew up. My godfather did that, and like he was so well known for it that because we were JWs, we go door to door. Mm -hmm. We would go door to door and someone would be like, Rodney? Rodney? (laughs) And like, I can't tell you how many times we had to go out to the stable to check out one of his cows. Like, the guy would be like, why are you here? You know, why don't you take a look? (laughs) And he had a cow, uh, he had a cow sell for 200,000. It's just wild to me. It's like, how much money is in that industry? There was a place when I lived in Pinedale. The guy had a herd of buffalo, and they would crank out a white buffalo every once in a while. So cool. And the Indian tribes would actually buy it for like a million dollars. So he had ended up having like three of them. I mean, within like a five years or something. Huh. Like, I remember going over there and seeing because it was kind of up a road I used to go hunting on and stuff. And I'd see him, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's got a fucking white buffalo out there. Fucking baby. The One of the most expensive cows ever sold was a pedigree heifer named Posh Spice. Sold at a uh-huh. Br- sold at a British auction <laughs> for $360,000. Wow. I was going to say, when you're talking about uh, the white buffalo, uh, you guys want to know what I wanted to be when I was little? I wanted to be a pink buffalo cowgirl. Oh, no. Like, I thought a pink buffalo was a thing. I'm, I was still, gonna... I'm still recording this. Don't make me edit that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I want to be a pink buffalo I want to be cowgirl. a pink buffalo with a unicorn cap. <laughs> uh, I, had, I had my white tassel cowgirl boots and everything. <laughs> and my parents would be like, Lindsay, what do you want to be when you get up, uh, grow up? And I'm like, I'm going to ride pink buffalo. Pink like, buffalo. You have a six-shooter cap gun. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love those. They don't even make those anymore, I don't think, do they? Uh, I used to tell uh, my I, kids about it. I think they like, do. Just have strips, you know, the paper strip coming out your gun. Pow, 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 pow. It smells so good. It smells like like matches. Yeah, it smells like your childhood. Anyone yes. ever saw it, it just flash back. Uh, we would find them sometimes because we were allowed to play with them. And it was, we, we would play in the Walmart uh, toy aisles while mom was shopping because we weren't allowed to play with guns. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then there was like one day she like found us. We like went around the corner shooting at each other, and she was right there. <laughs> it's not a good day. It's not a good day. Uh, <laughs> you poor childhood. Guess you know? the uh, guess the uh, highest price paid for a cow. It was mm, sold in bucks. sold in Vermont, Vermont East Montpelier. One point two million. Oh, so close. One point three million. Ha. One point three million. Yeah, God, you got to be selling that. You got to be selling that offspring. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. In nineteen eighty-five. So it's worth way more. It would have been more, way more now. <laughs> that cow's dead as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but its offspring are. But True. What is what is the inflation on that? Nineteen eighty-five. If it was point one point three million, like it's gotten so bad. Like now, like. The price of things now, I'm starting to feel like, you know, older people are always like, why are you always bitching about the price of things? Blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, holy shit, Starbucks is $6? 7 bucks. It's always been that much. No. I just, we just watched You Got Mail with uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And in it, he got a fucking Starbucks coffee for like $1.95 or something. No, he didn't. Yes. I'm going to watch mo- that now. Uh, uh, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, 1.3 times 3.5. Oh, 3.5. Inflation, 3.5%. I was going to put it around 5 million. Mm. 
I was going to say, uh, buy it's some good precious cow. metals, everybody. It's a good cow. <laughs> <laughs> buy some precious metals. Yes. Yes. It's fixing to pop if you can or, uh, buy it. Or go digging in Comron. Comron. Uh, or that. Or that. Yeah. If you can yeah. find a panet out of a river, I'm telling you, it's you know, gold and silver the town, something you're going to want to own. The town I'm moving to in Georgia was actually a gold rush town. So that's actually what I'm moving out there to do. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, there's some places down there where you can go to like uh, search for rubies and shit. Oh, it's really? like a search your own kind of mine. You just kind of go out there and whatever you find, the place will buy from you or you oh, can keep it. Lindsay, oh. we need to do a live report from the Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> from oh, the what? yes. You need from to go the to the Georgia Guidestones. I'm looking this up. Yes. you. It's the, it's the uh, rules for what will happen to humans after we're all killed. Right. Oh, that's well, like, so That funny. nobody knows who built. Yeah. That's perfectly aligned with the sun for every... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is wild. So, <laughs> it's in Alberton. Where is that in comparison to where I'm moving? Those are crazy. Uh, yeah. Wait till you read what they say on them. It's written in... Uh, <laughs> was it 10 different languages? Uh, was it 10? I thought it was four. Uh, it was erected in 1980. It's 45 miles out of Atlanta. Uh, holy shit, that's like only an hour away from me. One slab stands in the center with four ranged around it. What does it say? Maintain humanity under 500 million. Yeah, remember we talked Guide about reproduction that. wisely. Unite humanity. How old are these? In 1980s when they were put in. Really? No one knows who did it. Yeah, it's only like an hour away from me. I'll totally go there. Yeah. You see, uh. We have to see when this because it lines up with the sun perfectly on a certain day, and it sure goes right summer. through the center slot, and that's when sure you should it's go. Summer right. solstice, bro. It's got to be. Mm, probably, you're probably right. All right. Well, on the field report project there. All right. You just right. got to remind me. Oh, we will. I'm gonna have a fake little microphone. I should just have Zach like record me, and I'll just say yes, really yes, stupid yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. We'll put it on questions. Patreon. We'll put it on Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Lindsay, what live is it where like people go around and ask like these questions that are really basic that people can't answer anyways? Hey y'all, do you know anything about hey, y'all. these stones? Yes, yes. <laughs> or you can hey, go as Trisha Tekadawa. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Could you tell me how these stones got here? <laughs> okay, so back on oh, Family bless Guy. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Back on Family Guy, there's you that guy that has like thing. the broomstick mustache, and he's the gay guy, the gay hippie, and he goes, "Hey y'all, so uh, can you tell me what are your feelings on this?" <laughs> just has a little lisp at the yeah. end. So I'm just yeah, that's like it. Glenn from like Letterkenny. We should that's really find. We idea. should we should plan this out when that happens, and then uh, we should plan out some interview questions you can ask people. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. That'd be a funny bit. I, and people I, would feel no. obligated to talk to you. I won't you had know a baby. anybody out there, so it really can't be that embarrassing. Say what? Yeah, exactly. I won't know anybody. Exactly. So yeah. Wait a th- this is good. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I gotta peace out. My dogs are going crazy. Have so. a good one, everyone. This is the emergency broadcast system. This is not a test. Podcast for the curious mind. I don't know what that means.